Discover the leader in you with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen, former New England Patriot turned PhD. I bring a new brand of inspiration and passion to audiences worldwide. Having served and consulted with Fortune 500 companies, the National Football League Players Association, and the White House, each week I will prescribe empowering, motivational, and life-changing medicine for your soul. Now, it's time to discover the leader in you. Hey, hey, welcome everybody. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Carthen, the leadership linebacker. I'm excited to be with you today. We are going to be talking about some stuff that will really position you for success. You know, we're going to get to that in a second, but, you know, I always consider it a privilege to be with you. I do not take it for granted. I know that I'm operating in my purpose and many people cannot say that. So, Hopefully you're feeling the same way and you're moving forward in life. And again, I just consider it a privilege to have uh, you listening today. So I want to talk to you briefly about the idea of why hope is a powerful thing. And many times it will allow you to move forward in your life to really do some amazing things. But when is it the only thing that you have, once it gets to that place, it can be problematic, you know, because if all you have is, just hope in terms of your desired outcomes for goals and objectives for your company or your organization, that can be problematic. You know, at the end of the day, you know, hope needs to be tethered with very concrete things in order to allow you to advance with any sort of momentum uh, when it comes to goals in your organization. You know, for example, from a scientific perspective, hope is made up of two things, agency thinking and pathway thinking. You know, when you're talking about agency thinking, that's really the idea of coming up with a plan that's going to allow you to move forward with a certain level of momentum. And pathway is really putting this thing down on paper and saying that, hey, you know what, I'm able to move forward because I have a very strict plan that I'm going to be able to follow and thereby it gives you hope, you know. So on today's show, we're going to go beyond merely hoping that things occur. And instead, we're going to talk about what happens when an organization is ready to begin adopting a strategic plan with the specific steps that are required in order to see your goals come to fruition. So you're going to be able to sit back and enjoy the ride as we uh, really help you to not only discover the leader in you, but put together a very specific set of steps that will allow you to strategically plan for your success. And, you know, today's topic is how are you strategically planning for your organization's success. Now, before we start getting into the nitty gritty of that, I just want to remind all of you, if you have any questions, feel free to call in. I'd love to hear from you. You can call in at 1-888-281-1110. And then also just as a reminder, hey, the Jason Carthen Enterprises app has been launched on the iTunes store. You can go there and download it. It's also on the Google Play store. I'd love to uh, be able to send you some uh, great content you have videos, you have RSS feeds, you have a lot of things in there that will really allow you to continue to grow as a leader. And then you have hands-on actionable things that you'll have right there on your iPhone or on your Android phone. And then also just want to remind all of you that at jasoncarthen.com, we also have some great things there for you as well that will help you to uh, develop personally and professionally. So Last reminder, August 22nd, how to develop effective time management skills. It's the next I Speak Life Academy workshop on August 22nd. Make sure if you want to be a part of that, you just send us an 
Email to info at jasoncarthen.com or you can register right at jasoncarthen.com. We'd love to see you at our workshops. We have a lot of fun with those and you also take away a lot of great content. Now, without further ado, let's kind of engage this a little bit. We're talking about how, you know, whether or not you are strategically planning for your organization's success. And if you are, how are you doing that? What does it look like? Now, many people that may be getting started in an organization, they may be an entrepreneur, or they may be an individual that is a seasoned veteran in their organization, and they may even have a uh, top-level leadership position. When you start thinking about the idea of strategic planning, everyone needs it. You remember when we just talked about the idea of hope? Yeah, hope is great until you really have to come up with some actionable outcomes that you can measure and really show that you have forward momentum towards your goals. So, you know, one of the things that, uh, one of the questions that I received here really talks about what does a strategic plan consist of and, and why, you know? So let's unpack that initially. When you begin to think about the idea of a strategic plan, there are really five things that you're gonna be thinking about. You know, when any organization comes together and they begin to put together a sort of path that they're going to run on for the organization's success. They need a mission statement. That's the first component of that strategic plan. What is that mission calling you to do? What is that thing that is driving your behavior every day that you darken the doors of the organization and you show up? You know, you have to figure out exactly what you're being called to do. So everything that you do along those lines really needs to be in alignment with your mission. And there's some great examples out there of uh, mission statements, but one of the things that you really want to remember is that it's very specific. It's going to allow you to have a better understanding of why you're doing what you do every day. Now, the second component of that strategic plan is also the vision. All right. When Individuals are just getting started. A vision is not like a mission statement. You know, we just shared, you know, the whole mission statement, very specific. We're figuring out exactly what we're going to do. When we start talking about this vision, it's really a vision of a preferred future. What you want the organization or the company to look like over a period of time, you know. So, for example, you may have a vision that says, hey, I want to impact the world with whatever it may be that you're doing. That's very broad, but it's also bold enough that you can go after it and you have a greater understanding of what it's gonna look like long-term, whereby a mission is, hey, we plan to eradicate poverty in five states by the year, such and such. You know, that's a little bit more closer, a little bit more strategic in that way with the mission. But the vision, very broad, long-term, you know, application. And it's going to allow you to get after it for a, uh, a longer amount of time at the end of the day. And then also the next component, the third component is the strategy piece. Okay. So once we've come up with this mission, mission and then the vision, then you have the idea of strategy. How do we get there? You know, you need to have very specific objectives for how you're going to do that. What is it going to look like uh, at the end of the day? So say, for example, some of your objectives may be tied to performance. So for a certain period of time, maybe the first, second quarter of your fiscal year, you're going to say, hey, we want to have these many units sold. That's going to be part of the objectives when it comes to uh, putting together the whole uh, strategic plan. So these are, are very measurable. You'll be able to see uh, what your uh, progress is like. 
in terms of the strategy. And then you'll have markers that will show, okay, I'm moving forward. I'm having some success with this. And it's allowing me to uh, really gain some traction. Then uh, the fourth component, plans. You know, when you start thinking about a strategic plan, <laughs> okay, you actually have to have a plan. What is this thing going to look like? So over a course of time, you have those uh, objectives and then the strategy and then the plans really began to take shape because the more you're in line with your objectives, then the closer you're able to say, okay, our plan is really taking shape. We're making progress with it and it's looking good. Now, how do you do that? KPIs, okay? Key performance indicators. Key performance indicators. When you hear the term KPIs, that's giving you an idea of very specific plots on a graph that show you, okay, if we have improved our sales by 80%, then now that is showing us, all right, we are halfway there. We're able to say we have very specific concrete information that, that's showing that our not only our strategic plan is working, but the plans are in alignment with the overall objectives and the mission and the vision for the organization. So, you have these different things that are taking place. And then the last component, after you've put all these things into place, the implementation. Okay, now, this is easier said than done. <laughs> when you get ready to implement, it's going to take some things. And typically, uh, and we're going to talk about it here in a little bit, you're going to have to have a team of people that are going to carry out these very specific strategies and plans whereby the implementation is really going to be able to take place. Because if you don't have these individuals on board, then at the end of the day, one or two people, they're really not going to be able to make it all happen. And it's going to put quite a bit of strain on you when you get ready to try and move forward as well. So that last very important component is really how you're going to implement and what is that going to look like. And, you know, it's one of those things, too, where if you have some challenges along the way, the implementation can be tweaked a little bit. It doesn't have to be uh, very, uh, I don't know, rigid in its delivery because different things happen. You know, you're going to have different things in the uh, environment that may impact the overall strategic plan, and it gives you better clarity when you can adapt during that implementation phase. So one of the other questions that we had here, what is the role of the strategic plan as it relates to your goals and objectives overall for the organization? Well, it has to be tied to it. You know, if you have, say for example, let's let's backtrack here a little bit. I know we've talked about it in the past, but the whole idea of a goal is when you have something that's gonna be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time sensitive. So if we're talking about a goal for an organization, you have to make sure you're staying in alignment uh, with those things. Now, as far as the strategic plan, that plan has to be in alignment as well. So say, for example, you are getting ready to uh, roll out. Say you're going to do a launch. You're going to do a, a launch that's related to, I don't know, uh, new book sales or something along those lines. You have to know exactly how you're going to be able to measure your success. So uh, those goals have to be tied to it. And then also uh, the strategic plan long term has to pour into it and feed into it so it would give you actionable information. So if you need to tweak something or do something a little bit different, 
you can actually do that. Now, when you start trying to unpack you know, some of the things related to this strategic plan, you're going to uncover some things. Uh, and some of those things uh, may be, I don't know, employee performance. You may have some people on the bus, you know, that really cannot carry out some of these uh, objectives that you want to see take place. It's also at that point that you're able to put this into the strategic plan and say, all right, we have actionable information that this individual may be in the wrong spot. So they may not, may not be able to carry out some of the things that we need them to carry out in terms of being effective in the organization. Now, I don't know about you, but I know whenever I've had some uh, employee performance uh, challenges uh, with some of the members of my team, you know, I've wanted to train them up, coach them up so they could improve. You know, I'm a longtime proponent of when an individual may have some performance edges that they need to increase or improve upon, then you work with them. Uh, You have to work with them because overall, as a leader, Uh, The responsibility lies with you in terms of their performance and improving. So if you find after getting ready to go through all the steps related to the strategic plan that there may be some uh, challenges there with an individual or a follower on the uh, team, then you have to do your part to make sure that they are prepared to be a part long term as it relates to the mission and the vision of the organization. Uh, But the strategic plan will begin to reveal many of these things because you're going to ferret out a lot of that. You'll see a lot of the, uh, the challenges begin to, uh, I guess you'd say, rear their ugly heads, and then you can do something about it. But you have to be very intentional with it and make sure you have the right people as you get ready to move forward with the plan. Because the last thing you want to do is try to move forward and you don't have full buy-in. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to take a break here in a little bit. But one of the big things that you – you really have to remember is that you cannot create this thing in a vacuum. You have to have different people on board with you. And we're going to talk about the idea of a team charter when we come back from break. And I think you're going to like this because it really gives you a better idea of why so many people are needed in order to put together a very effective and long-term uh, strategic plan in your organization. Hey, this is Dr. Jason Carthen, the leadership linebacker, and we're talking about how are you strategically planning for your organization's success. Make sure you stay with us, and we'll be right back. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Dr. Jason Carthen. I'm excited that you are with us today, and we're talking about how are you strategically planning for your organization's success. And, you know, I want to press the pause button for a second because, you know, everybody that's listening right now, you may be an entrepreneur or you may already be in your uh, respective place of employment, but we all play a role when it comes to the uh, strategic plan and the organization never minimize uh, your role because at the end of the day, you are having an impact on the company's goals and the objectives and whether or not you are fully invested in the organization's vision. So you have to really make sure uh, you're staying in tune with that. And today's show is very important because 
really, this is the blast-off point for success uh, in your organization. When you have that plan and you're tracking uh, the performance of it, you have key performance indicators or KPIs showing you your progress, then you have actionable information that you can use and say, ah, we may be falling short in this area or we maybe need to do better in this other area. But you have to be intentional with it. You have to be intentional. And before we went to break, we were talking about the idea of what is the role uh, of the strategic plan and how it relates to your goals and objectives. And then when we began to uh, really think about the idea of what is this thing supposed to look like? And how do I get started with this strategic plan? One of the questions that we had is really, how do we do it? How do we move forward? Well, one of the first things that you have to do, uh, you have to figure out what is this vision that we're trying to move forward with. Now, the only way you can craft this vision, though, is that you have to have some key people on your team helping you to do this. And that's where the team charter comes in. I mentioned it there briefly. But when you get ready to start putting together the vision and then the mission in the organization and then the ideas of the strategy and the plans and ultimately the implementation, you have to have the right people uh, in there with you. It's almost like a war room. You know, the NFL season is getting ready to get started. You know, they had drafts and a lot of the things that take place as far as this draft takes place in the war room. And it's the same thing when you get ready to put together this strategic plan. The idea is that you want people from different areas in the organization. So say, for example, you have someone from the finance department. They're going to be on the team. Okay, You have someone from HR. They're going to be on the team. And then you have executive leadership. Maybe it's someone, I don't know, a senior level manager uh, that's responsible for a certain region. They're going to be on the team. All right. And it goes on from there. However, your organization is structured. These people need to be a part of that meeting. They need to have a seat at the respective table because what's going to happen, they are going to give you key input that's going to allow you to craft really a viable strategic plan that's going to really feed into the organization's success long term. And we had talked about that before going to break. Now, how do they do that? Once you get all these people in the room, Of course, you're going to have different attitudes, different perspectives, and then also different opinions, because clearly you have individuals that are responsible for different things in the organization, and they're going to have some things that they want to see take place. So how do you deal with it? Well, it's called a team charter. Whoever the individual is that's going to be uh, leading or uh, chairing the meeting. I've been in uh, strategic plans that I've actually put together for organizations. And typically it's either the COO uh, or we'll even get the CEO in there and they will actually come in and they'll say, okay, these are the things that I'd like to see take place. And so then I would lead the meetings and point to these different uh, respective departments, whether it's finance or HR, and then say, all right, let's put these people together And based upon who wants to divvy up the information, how they're going to run with it, if I could talk here today, you actually would then come up with a team charter. And what does that consist of? A purpose statement. That's the first thing that it consists of. Why has this group come together in the organization? What is the purpose? How do they expect to be successful? What is it supposed to look like? 
Then from there, you come up with team objectives. These individuals that are on this uh, team and they're coming up with this team charter, one of the key components of the charter is team objectives. If we are going to be successful, what does it look like? At the end of the day, will we all come together and agree on everything? Or are we going to have conflict? Is it going to be healthy conflict? These are all things that you're putting together as far as the team objectives at the end of the day. Then you start to develop an analysis of team member strengths. Okay, What are some of the key strengths that are on this team? around the table when you're putting together this team charter. So say, for example, you're going to have some people there that may be heavy in accounting. They have a background in that, and they're a little bit more comfortable in terms of how they are going to, you know, maybe uh, go through the thought processes of dealing with things, whereby someone in HR may be more relational, and they're going to say, hey, you know what, Uh, I think we should deal with things in a certain way. So those individuals and their strengths are definitely needed on the teams. So they have to be put in the correct place so they can add value to the team. And that also allows you to have an understanding of how the team's needs are being met. So once you have put these things together, at that point, you're going to have to figure out how are we going to move forward? What is the process management going to look like? When are we going to meet? What should some of the outcomes of the meetings be? What is that going to look like? relative to the overall idea of the strategic plan and how is it going to feed into the overall success? You know, so this is not for the faint of heart and strategic planning is not easy. So one of the things that I want you all to do is always remember when you begin to engage this thing, it's going to require a lot of you. But if you have the mission, the vision, the strategy, the plans, and then ultimately you're ready for implementation, Great things can take place, but you have to start with that team charter. All right, we're going to play a song for you here. We're going to transition here a little bit. I want you to enjoy this, and we'll come back here in a minute, and we'll unpack it. All right, listen up.
Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Dr. Jason Carthen, and you are listening to the Leadership Linebacker on Discover the Leader in You, and just uh, really unpacking the idea of strategic planning and the steps related to it. And as I shared before we went to break there, you know, I really love that uh, Joel Ingalls song. It's from his uh, Made for Worship album, and just the idea of just giving God all the praise there, you know. It's your calling and responsibility to lead others well. And you talk about the wonders of God's love for us. You know, there's a responsibility to do your part, to live right, to love others. And, you know, hey, you may not always get it back, but you still do your part at the end of the day. So, you know, one of the things that we're talking about today is this idea of a strategic plan and what it should look like. And it's going to require quite a bit, not only from you in terms of leadership, but also from your people as well. And just as a reminder, if you ever have any sort of questions, you can give us a call at 1-888-281-1110, or you can tweet your questions to at Jason Carthen. And also a reminder, hey, you can actually download the Jason Carthen Enterprises app off of the iTunes store or the Google Play Store for your Android device. I'd love to interact with you that way. You have actionable information right at your fingertips. So we'd love to connect with you in that way. So before we actually transition to our uh, song selection, uh, we were talking about just the idea of a team charter and the value add. And we had finished there with the idea of the process management, you know, when the team is going to communicate, team member expectations, making sure we are all moving forward with our respective responsibilities. And that may not be as simple as it sounds because what happens a lot of times when you have people And I don't know if you've ever worked on group projects together, but when you have people that have responsibilities, sometimes people will fall short. You know, if they have one piece of the puzzle that they are responsible for, that can be a challenge. So the team charter spells all of that out and it helps uh, the organization be able to move forward because there's information right at that point that says, hey, such and such was responsible for this. And now we're trying to bring it all back together and really distill it and have a better understanding of how to move forward. And if they haven't done what they need to do, the team charter will represent that. And whoever is chairing or leading, they'll be able to say, hey, how <laughs> why are we falling short? What's going on at this point? So after that has been uh, put into play, uh, you want to really assess where the organization is. And you do that via situational analysis and specifically a SWOT analysis. Some of you may have heard of that before. Uh, Some, maybe not. I don't know. I know uh, (laughs) a young lady that's in school right now, uh, Medley Gardner, she is working on uh, organizational uh, development and she had to do a SWOT analysis and it was pretty challenging uh, for her because it really requires you to sort of think a little bit outside of the box. And the reason why, the SWAT is an acronym. Uh, It stands for Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats. Now, let's unpack that just a little bit. We don't have a lot of time. We we could take the whole show and talk about that. But when you start thinking about the S, the strengths, you're thinking about where is the organization really performing at a very high level? What are some of the strengths in that organization. You may do a fantastic job with customer service. You may do an amazing job in terms of logistics. You know, when you need to get something out, a package or whatever it may be, there is flawless in terms of how that takes place. That's a strength, obviously, an organization. But then it comes to weaknesses. Where are some of the uh, growth edges, you know, in the organization? 
where are some weaknesses? Do you do a poor job uh, with follow-up? Do you do a uh, poor job with maybe uh, logistics and you don't send out things in a timely fashion, whatever it may be. Uh, and then opportunities. Where's, where are some places in the market where you can actually maybe be able to move forward and create new opportunities so the organization can grow and do some amazing things that otherwise you didn't have access to before? So that's an opportunity. But then also we have the final component of that SWOT analysis, the threats. What are some of the things that can really maybe derail the organization? When I say threats, it can be something internally or it can be something externally. You may have some competitors that may have just moved in across the street and they're doing all the same things that you typically do, but they're doing it at a higher level. You know, So you know at that point, whoa, all right, <laughs> this is a threat. Uh, to us, they may uh, be increasing their market share while we may be losing out on some uh, new opportunities and our market influence is decreasing. So that's a challenge. You really need to be intentional with this SWOT analysis because what happens, it gives you a better understanding of how to move forward when you have a greater understanding around your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats. And like I said, we could spend more time with that but really, it would take the entire show. So one of the things that after you put this charter in place, you have the SWOT analysis uh, completed. Now you have to figure out, okay, what do we need to do in terms of how we are going to move forward? All right. So you have some recommendations that really need to uh, be made at this point. You know, and some people would say, okay, what if... What if we don't have all the parts that are needed now in order to bring, you know, this sort of a strategic plan into existence? You know, we've done the SWOT analysis and it shows that we have more threats and weaknesses than strengths at this point. Oh, great question. We need to deal with that. One of the quickest ways to deal with it is what we talked about earlier, making sure that you have the right people in their respective areas to position the organization for success. So if you need to maybe have a plan for hiring the right people, that would be part of that strategic plan at that point. You would want to make it a part of it. Then also, if you're in a position where you may have some challenges from the environment, say your threat is the individual across the street, what are they doing that's allowing them to have more market share at, at, this, at this point? So if, if that's the case, then you have to do your due diligence. You have to then go forward and say, uh, hey, what are these people doing over there? Let's do some research and figure out, you know, the best idea uh, of being able to move forward. So now one of the things that we want to do, if you're all moving forward, you're doing all these great things, you want to make sure you are celebrating along the way. And really to give a testament to that, I just queued up a song here for you and we're going to roll it and then we'll unpack it here when we come back. But remember to celebrate. That's always important. Let me hear you make some Holy Ghost crazy noise right now. Let me hear Come on, Zion, clap those hands with me. Come on, come on. Oh. 
right, welcome back, everybody. This is Dr. Jason Carthen. I really appreciate all of you tuning in today. Before we transition there, I wanted to play that Kirk Franklin Hosanna off the Rebirth album because, you know, the reality is that you have to celebrate along the way. And when you say Hosanna, you know you are giving God the praise and the adoration that he richly deserves. And, you know, hey, there is a connection between that and doing what you do every day at work. And the connection lies in the fact that you have to celebrate the small victories along the way. And, you know, one of the things before we had transitioned, we had talked about the idea of hiring the right people if necessary, if you see some barriers uh, to performance and actually whether or not individuals are going to be able to carry out their roles in the uh, strategic plan. But you also have to make sure you are positioning people for success and letting them know that they still play a vital role in the organization's uh, ability to move forward uh, with a certain level of synergy and also uh, high performance. Now, one of the things that I've done in the past, just to give you some real-time information, um, I go, I do these strategic plans, I help organizations reach their goals. And one of the things that I always like to do is make sure that we have some team time, you know, whether it's team building or the idea of getting people out of their comfort zones and letting them know that they're important and getting them to kind of laugh, not take themselves so seriously, you know, while they're going through this strategic planning process, because it requires quite a bit. Once you get everyone on board with the team charter, then you have to come to agreement <laughs> during some of these mission and vision voting sessions, and they can be a little uh, stressful uh, at the end of the day. So you have to make sure that you're bringing some levity into it and also celebrating those that are part of the process uh, as well. So one of the things to uh, want to make sure we can get to before we run out of time today uh, is whether or not, you know, should the organization try to uh, create this strategic plan on its own or should they bring in an outside entity? Now, the reason why, now I'm not saying this because I am a consultant, but I am telling you this, when you have individuals that are dealing with the nuts and bolts of the organization every day, uh, it's kind of hard to see above that because if you have different relationships, whether good or bad in the organization, and there are challenging relationships in organizations, uh, it can be a challenge to coming together and planning effectively around this uh, strategic plan. So I would have to say, based upon that question, that you would want to bring in an outside entity. And the reason why is because you have an impartial party that can say, hey, okay, how are these individuals meshing? How do they, do they play well together <laughs> or not? Or is it gonna be an issue if we get them on the uh, same squad? It may be a challenge. So some of these things are also if you have that consultant come in, someone like myself, uh, they will be able to see uh, how personalities mesh. They'll be able to see how the challenges may arise during some of these team sessions. Because the reason why I do that is to see how the interpersonal uh, activity takes place. And say, for example, if you have someone maybe uh, go to a ropes course, I've done that in the past, and there has to be a certain level of trust that has to take place. If you see individuals right out the gate saying, well, you know what, I can sit down and talk to them around the strategic plan and the mission and the vision and the strategy, but I'm not going to trust them to help me if I have to get out on this rope. You know, that's going to be a problem. That's a, a telltale sign. There may be some issues there and they may be hiding it 
But when it comes to the uh, rubber meeting the road, that's going to be a challenge at that point. So you need to deal with it because you don't want barriers to uh, performance to really show up at that point without being dealt with. So you have to deal with that and make sure you can uh, eliminate it so you can move forward. So what are some of the benefits of having a outside entity maybe come in and help out along those lines? Again, uh, you have someone that's impartial, and then you also have someone that is invested in seeing the organization succeed without any sort of ulterior motives. You have someone that can see all the different things as far as the pieces to the puzzle that are becoming together uh, after a lot of these meetings and the plannings because what will happen, you'll begin to have drafts take place with this strategic plan before any sort of implementation uh, is going to take place. You'll have drafts based upon each one of the teams from their respective team charters. They're going to say, okay, this is what we've come up with. This is the way we would like to proceed. And then from there, you start looking at these things and you compile them I think you have a better understanding when this outside consultant is looking at them, okay? Because, again, you have these individuals that are already in these respective departments, and they want their idea adopted. <laughs> so when you have someone on the outside looking in, they can give a very impartial view and say, uh, you know, maybe that's not the best way based upon last quarter's performance. We may not want to do that, or we may not have enough cash reserves to make that sort of thing happen. So that can be a challenge. Now, are there any sort of drawbacks? We talked about the upside of having someone come in. Well, one of the basic things is that when you have an outside entity come in, hey, that's not cheap. You know, you have individuals that are going to come in there and they have an expectation uh, for their expertise that they're going to provide to you. And if you are just starting out and you're putting this strategic plan together, that may be a challenge. Uh, you may not have budgeted for that sort of thing. But one thing that I tell people all the time, can you afford to not make the investment? Because if you want to move forward, it's gonna cost you more in the long run if you don't make the investment. So it's just one of those things. You have to figure out exactly uh, what your goals are and what you wanna see take place and adjust accordingly. You have to adjust accordingly. So one of the other things that you know, I really have to ask you, we're almost out of time here, but when you are ready, you know, to move forward with a strategic plan, all right, we need to really, really make sure that it is crafted correctly because the, the one thing that I want to leave you with is that when it's not crafted correctly, it will point you in a direction that you are not going to be able to get out of. It's going to be challenging. And if everyone has been on board and we've said, okay, this is our mission, this is our vision, this is a strategy for how we're going to achieve it, it's going to be a challenge if you start down the path and it's not the right path for you. So, again, you have to be intentional with that. Make sure you have the right people uh, with a seat at the table and they're all fully invested. Yes, you're going to have some different personalities. Yes, you may have some challenges uh, relative to that. But if you follow uh, what I initially gave us at the top of the uh, show, the mission, the vision, the strategy, the actual plan, and then its implementation, then you'll be able to assess your progress along the way 
with the key performance indicators that we talked about. And you'll be able to say, uh, maybe we're not getting the most out of this plan after six months or nine months. Because these days, a strategic plan is really only good for two years. It used to be you could do that for five years. But at this point, you want something that is going to allow you to be nimble and move quickly if you need to based upon environmental factors. So you have to really take all of that into uh, consideration and make sure you're being uh, intentional with listening to what's taking place, not only in the organization, but then also uh, with what your people are telling you. There is no replacement for feedback. So one little caveat I guess I would add here You know, after about six months with this thing in place and the KPIs are running and you're getting back uh, some different reports that show you're improving or there's some barriers to uh, performance in terms of the organization, you have to make sure you get some feedback. Figure out where maybe you're bumping into some things and make sure you just adjust accordingly. So, all right. So, hey, everybody, I have really enjoyed uh, talking about this thing with you today. It's really exciting whenever I have a chance to equip uh, organizations and pour into them and allow them to reach their goals. I consider that a privilege. Just want to remind everybody, if you have not navigated over to jasoncarthen.com, you need to do that. We have some great resources there for you. And we also have uh, some free leadership videos there as well. Also, a reminder that we now have the Jason Carthen Enterprises app available on iTunes and also the Google Play Store for your Android devices. Make sure you go and download that. Interact with me. You have access to exclusive content when you download the app. All right, everybody. Hey, I appreciate you. Make sure you are living every day on purpose and you're living with intentionality. I appreciate each and every one of you. This has been Dr. Jason Carthen. Take care now. You've been listening to Discover the Leader in You with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. We want to hear from you. Connect with us now. Visit our blog and visit our website at jasoncarthen.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Enterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Jason Carthen. Let's keep the conversation going. And if you want to listen to the podcast, go to jasoncarthenradio.com. Be sure to join us every Sunday at 2 p.m. on AM 1420, The Answer, to discover the leader in you. If you would like to be a sponsor for Discover the Leader in You, call Scott Souza at 1-440-552-2995. That's 1-440-552-2995.